live from StarWorldWideNetworks.com. Welcome to Marketing Money Mindset, bringing you interesting true stories on how clever marketing ideas create money opportunities with a conscious mindset producing impact and success. Together, lover of marketing Elisa Sparks Lane from the Ellen Sparks Agency and Jennifer Rojas from Next Gen Consulting share their experiences on how success is so much more than creating cash flow. True success comes when you nurture your business, body, and brain in order to get the most out of your business and in life. Join the dynamic duo on our journey to success. Ready, set, listen. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, there I am. I'm there. Hi. So uh, we're missing Elisa today. I feel weird. It feels weird to start the show without her. Usually we have a little banter, but we're going to send out some good uh, positive energy to her. She's, uh, she's got some stuff going on with her family, so we're sending lots of good thoughts and good energy uh, for all things to, to, to work out well. Um, but I'm excited. I have uh, Scott Savali and... Uh, Sloan Walters, did I pronounce that correctly? It's Saval. Saval, But dang. you know what? Saval used sounds to it. Cool. Yeah, you get used to it. Over I'm here. so sorry, Scott. You <laughs> no think? worries. I no do worries. know it's one T, though. I know it's Scott with you one T. So. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I got half of it. And Sloan Walters is here with us. They're with Planning Grounds. I'm super excited to have you guys on the, on the show today. Well, thanks for having us. Yeah. We, we, we're excited as well. Anything cool happen this weekend? Since, since I don't have Elisa to sit here and banter with, you're going to have to do some small chat. We're good at it. Um, I've been doing construction and demo work for like the last uh, week and a half. Nice. So I've got like, some stuff. Yeah, call me. I, I'm getting better at it. I'm getting out of financial wellness and strictly into demo work. And <laughs> <laughs> the demo work, I think, would be fun. Yeah. That's a lot of stress relief there. When you can take a sledgehammer to a bathtub. Yeah, absolutely. You feel pretty good. What are you demoing and... I've got a, got a bunch of tile that I've been chiseling out. So I took out uh, 2,000 square feet of tile over the last four days. Oh, my gosh. So I was literally covered in dust like an hour and a half ago and then had to get cleaned up and get down here. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's been fun, though. Yeah, that's uh, in, the, in July. You yeah. picked a great time to do it. Yeah. It's a, it's a, You're like, what could be the hottest? <laughs> and, and wait till it's humid. Sure. Yeah, Robin's going to adjust the mic. It's keeping the microphone close. Thanks. Uh, what are you laying down instead of the tile? Uh, we're just going to do stained concrete. Oh. Yeah. Are you going to do the staining? Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. Yeah, everything's already been cleaned up and etched, so we're almost ready to rock. See, I get about six square feet into that, and I would be like, no, nope. <laughs> I'm going to have somebody else do it. This was a fun little, I've got all the tools now, but uh, I'm going to let someone else do it. Yeah. What color are you going to stain it? Uh, it's just going to be gray. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, it should be right, cool. It's cool. probably going to look like a Chipotle in my house, but that's awesome. <laughs> you know, I love, Chipotle's good. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. So, what about you, Scott? How is your summer going? You know, it's been great. I'm, I've actually been in town for the whole summer. That's and it does it, seem strange. Yeah, it was interesting. Usually, we, we get away, uh, you know, for a trip like the typical Phoenicians do. But uh, this year, we haven't because we have a couple destination weddings later on in the summer and mm -hmm. early in the fall. So, I've been here. Actually, my wife and kids got away for a week and a half. So it's one of those things where it's kind of nice for a little bit. You know, the first half of their, them being away, mm -hmm. you feel so productive. And you're like, this is so fantastic. I'm getting so much done. Mm -hmm. And then the second half, I'm just kind of like, oh, kind of lonely. I wish they could come back. <laughs> but <laughs> they got they away. Go? They went up to Sholo, um, to a cabin oh, nice. in Sholo. So they, nice. they, they got some relief. Good. Yeah, it is. I got out for two weeks to California, and it was like... 
it was uh, it was nice it is it is hot this summer it feels like i know it's hot every summer but this summer just feels a little bit more like i'm like okay i'm really ready for october <laughs> and it's only middle of july <laughs> so uh, so has, did Sloan get you talk you into uh, coming and helping with any of his tile? I lent my expertise for a day. <laughs> it was really helpful, though, actually. <laughs> was it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at Scott. He was, like, chiseling through stuff and <laughs> shoveling and everything. He was a beast. So it was awesome. Because you, didn't you just move in, or not just, but you moved into a new house, didn't Yo, you? So we've been, That required some? We did a little bit. So we redid all the floorings. We moved in into our house, I think it's just about two years now. Okay. And we redid all the flooring and just have been taking it, you know, little project by little project after that. But we didn't move in until the flooring was done. And uh, we were happy we did that. It yeah. was it was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like do it all. I don't know. Did, are you guys living in the house while you're doing this? No. Okay. No, heck no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. there's so much dust in the air like I was just joking with Scott like I think I've gained three pounds of just concrete dust in my lungs <laughs> so that's a nice little treat to yeah, it's awesome. yeah it's awesome a little like extra an, something something mm -hmm, yeah. yeah endurance stuff yeah exactly you're like I got a little touch of the black lung yeah but it's good but the floors look amazing yeah. so that's what matters I'm gonna enjoy these for the next three to four years <laughs> yeah and then with an oxygen thing. yeah so, well, I'm excited to have you guys. I, I, I don't know. It's been probably two years now since we met. Mm -hmm. It's been a little bit of time. Yeah. But I always loved, 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 loved your story um, of kind of how uh, Planning Grounds came to be and what you do and how you do it. Um, so let's, if, you know, can you tell me a little, tell, tell everybody. Well, I know yeah, well, tell the story of. We'll tell the origin stories. I, I know it's like it's all about story. all these, you know, like franchises with all these crazy stories. And then you have the origin story. Totally. Come well, let's just start with the origin yeah. story. So uh, the, the origin story is what we do is we do at Planning Grounds, we do financial planning as an employee benefit. And the heart behind the company was if you look at the highest forms of financial planning, uh, sadly, they're only reserved for high net worth individuals. And what we wanted to do okay. is say, if you could take that high end service, but provide it to the masses, to those who don't typically see that type of service, how would you do it? Mm -hmm. And uh, wh what we've come up with is by partnering with the employer and providing our service as an employee benefit, uh, we sit down and our planners map out comprehensive financial plans for anyone and everyone, regardless if you're just getting started in your career, you're late on in your career, if you're an executive or if you're an entry-level position, it doesn't matter. Our planners meet one-on-one, face-to-face, -on -one, -face, and tailor a comprehensive plan for each individual. And uh, Sloan is actually uh, is coined with the credit, credit for coming up with um, the concept and the model. And I'll kind of let Sloan tell that story. It's, it's, a, it's a compelling one. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's really, really neat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I used to be reluctant to share the story because it's kind of oh, really? overly... Like, I'm like, oh, and please share it for everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you can't tell, Scott's good at talking. <laughs> but the, the general idea, I, I grew up thinking I wanted to work in restaurants and be a, a cook. I uh, grew up in a single parent household. My mom raised me. And uh, one day, I was probably 14, 15 years old. She came home and I could tell that she'd been crying. I was like, hey, what, what's going on? Um, and she just started to kind of, you know get her career put together and all this stuff working. And she said, oh, I, I went and I met with the financial planner. And, uh, you know, he, he just kind of politely told me I, I'll, I'll probably not ever have enough money to really work with him. Um, and it just, you know, it, it was heartbreaking to see that type of impact. And so uh, as I kind of started my college career, I, I realized that I did have an interest in finance. So I took a job at a bank and went through the normal kind of like finance route. I got my first job at a, a financial planning shop straight out of college. 
and put together this business plan and I wanted to help single moms and artists and pastors and a couple of other groups that you know weren't getting served and they're like hey that's great that you want to help people but there's no stinking way you're going to make any money doing that <laughs> not, in this business. Not on our, not on our dime, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, well, luckily I got that company to take a shot and uh, at least give me a chance to fall on my face. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, within the first couple of uh, months working there, I got the opportunity to work with a major hospital here in town. And they said, you know what, we, we had somebody that was kind of helping employees with basic you know, personal finance questions. Do you want to come in and talk with us? And it was honestly a miracle because 99 out of 100 times somebody with the goal of helping that group of people they, they wouldn't be in the business mm-hmm. after a couple of months but uh, we were able to get this employer to actually set up a system where they would compensate us and we'd meet with everybody and uh, give them good financial planning advice whether they're just starting out or whether they're about to retire and so the light bulb kind of went off in my head like holy smokes this is how you do it this is how you serve people like my mom mm-hmm. uh, that everybody says can't get help you get the employer to pay for it uh and then all of a sudden everybody's uh, much much better off the employees better off for mm-hmm. a lot of reasons scott can list off and the company's better off because they've got employees that are way less stressed out mm-hmm. so yeah i mean and so speak to that a little bit i mean i know that's part of the impetus behind too is that, that how stressful the financial piece can be and how your your program tends to help people um, allay that stress or, or be able to understand what, you know, what's, what's stressing them out and how to, how to fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, I would say the, a huge differentiator between us and, you know, financial services industry kind of being generalized is, is, is truly meeting each individual where they're at. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting because when you go through a typical financial planning process mm-hmm. or service, it, it, it it's kind of behind the scenes, but oftentimes whoever the planner is or whatever company they're with, they're in a sense interviewing you just as much as you are interviewing them to see, okay, well, what's suitable, what's going to be the fit. And, um, you know, am am I going to actually, is this worth, worth my time to spend? And I mean, as we kind of alluded to the heart behind our company is truly to meet those where they're at. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting when you tailor a plan while utilizing all the benefits that an employer has at their disposal, you really kind of become that facilitator, that cornerstone behind uh, the employer's benefits package. Right. And ultimately set that employee up for success right. as it pertains to them specifically. And, and oftentimes what you hear and what you see in, in the workplace is you'll have, you know, kind of, kind of uh, you know, blanket presentations and lunch and learns that, that, that just speak to principles. And... I, I don't know about you, but oftentimes I, I, principles are great and they're fantastic and it's a, it's a phenomenal starting point. Right. But as like really drilling down and having that pertain to each individual as it pertains to them, right. that's kind of where the rubber meets the road. And oftentimes where those principles can be lost right. upon you know, deaf ears because you know, they didn't have someone actually meeting with them face to face and saying, okay, these are how these principles apply to you specifically. Okay. And that's what I think the bridge that we really... Um, we fill in that gap for, for individuals because we actually walk them through our process mm-hmm. and really fill in all those holes as it pertains to them in their household. And then you can really have meaningful impact and make, make lasting, lasting changes and set people up for financial freedom. I love that so much. I mean, obviously, having been in the HR space for so long, I've sat through lots of those lunch and learns. And, 
kind of the overview of what a 401k is or what investing is, and it's not. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it's hard for somebody who doesn't have the background, even if you sit through six, like I've worked on 401k plans and sometimes I'm like, well, but for me, what is, you know, what does that mean? So yeah. for somebody who, like we don't provide that as a kind of a mainstream education, we, it's not something, you know, it's, it's clouded in mysticism. And mm-hmm. um, so that I lo- I've always loved that that's what you do is go in and really sit down, kind of almost separate from, if I understand, and I know you probably do um, manage 401ks or administer 401ks, but some, it seems like you could almost do it separate too, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's not just around the 401k. It's what are they doing personally? How are they, do they have any personal investments? What are their goals for their children? And, and how you're able to provide those types of plans for each individual. Yeah, if you look at the entire process, I've got a couple of good analogies. Like just speaking to the group sessions, we mm-hmm. do group workshops, but it's more just to coach people on the principles of what they're going to experience once they're in a one-on-one financial planning session. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always joke with people, that's great that you've got maybe group workshops to get your employees more educated financially, but if you're really, really sick, you don't go to a group presentation uh, <laughs> with the doctor and then raise your hand and I'm say, hey, this that. is burning. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, so uh, the same lines along. I'm sorry, what was your example? This is burning? <laughs> <laughs> Just referencing something that Scott's dealing with. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Easy killer. It's a family show. <laughs> no, um, sorry. <laughs> and, but, but yes. you know, what, what I mean is like, Personal, having that personalized and customized conversation about your specific needs. Exactly. So when we're sitting down and we're working with employees, we're taking people through budgets and we're saying, hey, like we noticed that your your cable bill is 200 bucks a month. Like you might need to actually dial that down. Mm-hmm. We're helping them figure out how to pay off their debts to look at the different wow. types of insurances that they need. We're looking at their estate planning. Like we're looking at a lot of different things. And what's cool is we're tying all their employee benefits back into uh, these specific discussions. Yeah. yeah. And so if we're finding things where they don't even know, maybe they have a benefit available to them. It's really interesting just to watch the stress fall off as they're going, Oh wow. Like I am negative right now, but if I do steps X, Y, Z, I could get my budget, uh, my budget uh, at Back least positive. Mm-hmm. And then if I use these benefits that my employer already offered, Holy cow, I can really start to make progress. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really, really fun to watch that stress. Just kind of, you know, if, when people are drowning in financial stress, they don't know, how to get out of it sometimes and they just need a hand they need somebody to say hey here's the roadmap it might take some time but we can do it right you know yeah that's a it's always good to see that kind of the um light at the end of the Mm -hmm. you know light at the end of the tunnel and no it's not a train (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so i uh um i I was gonna say that i think oh i know i was gonna ask how do you do you find that you're able to build trust pretty quickly because again this is another thing that's like People are ashamed because they don't know or they're ashamed because they've made bad decisions or something that's happened in their life has put them in a bad place. But, you know, it, we, we measure so much of, yeah, of, that, it, of our success by that when, in fact, it's just a piece of our lives. Yeah, it, you know, Jen, it's interesting. I, I think by virtue of how it's positioned really changes the narrative of what people perceive. Mm. So what I'd like to try to tell people is like, you know, I think everyone has a preconceived notion of, of, of what an experience with a financial planner or financial advisor is sure. going to be like, whether sure. because they've had one in the past, they've heard from a friend. I always say, if you would give us the chance to rewrite that narrative, I, I think you'll, you'll, you'll be pleasantly surprised. And ultimately, I, I, you know, that's, that, that, that is the true goal, to, to, to elevate a level of service that our industry says, you know, it's only reserved for this this specific niche, this specific group. Yeah, um, we're here to to say, you know, you know, like if you're smart with how you position what you're going to do from a service perspective, 
you can truly affect those who typically aren't served. Yeah. And, 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 and that's the heart behind what, what, what we're right. trying to do here. And, right. and be able to do that on a large scale and have an impact on as many employees slash individuals, yeah. households as possible. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what it's all about in our, in, in, in our mind. And, and being able to do that in a way and position in a way that's, that's, that's one, I, th- I think, successful from a business perspective, but then also successful from the personal wins that, yeah. that, that come out of that, whether if it's our, our team of planners, whether if it's the employee that's experiencing it, or whether if it's the employer. Because right. I think that it, it's one of those rare situations where it truly is that win-win-win situation, where the effects that, that, that were had from an ROI perspective are, are, are truly phenomenal once you get to actually unpack and see how the service is rendered and the effects that it has. Right. And now, do you um, do the investments? I mean, could somebody come to you with a portfolio they already have, and then do you start to manage that? Do you recommend investments that you would, you would, you know, you hold or? I think too. That's part of the beauty and and why I think we can be perceived like once it's understood how we do what we do, it's very very unique and different. Because from a recommendation standpoint, when we build a comprehensive plan for an individual employee. We deliver it in what in in a, in a term what, what we call as product agnostic. Yeah. And it's and it's saying if we were in your shoes, these are these are the ten different things that that we would do. Yeah. The rationale why, and it's I think it's re- really refreshing for the recipient of that because they know okay well wow this wasn't just some huge sales pitch at the end to get me into all these different investment products. Right. It really is empowering me as the employee that if I'm a do it or you know do it yourself or that I actually have the roadmap on how to do that. Yeah. Um. But that being said, we do have the ability to to implement all these things. But I yeah. think positioning it that way really changes, I think, the narrative between the planner and the employee. Yeah, for sure. There's some uh, some of the larger companies that we serve. We've been working with for almost over a decade now, and I think one of the things I'm most proud of proud of is that we've never gotten complaints about people feeling like there's ever been a sales pitch when they're going through this planning process. Because mm-hmm. I think a really unfortunate stereotype is that people know that there's going to be some big gigantic pitch when they meet with a financial professional mm-hmm. and I think to Scott's point of rewriting the narrative people come in and there's no pitch we're not locking the door and turning up the thermostat till somebody says yes we're giving people advice and then they go okay like they're almost waiting for it and then we just shake hands and schedule the next meeting and they're mm-hmm. like wait that was different mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's been a huge kind of secret sauce for us if you <laughs> want to say it is that we're just not creepy we meet with people and we give them good advice and then the employer is paying for it. So it's a nice, clean transaction. Yeah, that is nice. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it does. I mean, I, I've been on the other side, so I was a financial advisor for a while. And, you know, I, I was with a bank and it is. It's very much like the bank has certain lines of business, certain products that make money, and that's what you push. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard to sit in front of clients and, and try to create um, a plan that was agnostic, you know, because in the back of your mind, you, you know, so if you don't, you know, do, at the end of the day, you do what's right for the client. I mean, you have to, but it was always that, that fight in the background with mm-hmm. the, the, you know, I, I wasn't making it, my margins weren't high enough. So it's nice that you don't have to, yeah. you know, that where you are, you're being truly coming in and helping people kind of create this, their ability to do something for themselves mm-hmm. and on their own if they want to. Mm-hmm. I think too, by virtue of how it's positioned, I think it does change the perception of the employee as well. You know, understanding and knowing that one, we're compensated by the employer and it's provided as an employee benefit. Mm-hmm. There's an added vetting process. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of inherent to, uh, you know, going, you know, participating in the employee benefit in, in, in our service. Mm-hmm. It really kind of changes kind of, you know, the whole thought process of how this works. And like, you know, employee understands, oh, okay, well, wow, my employer 
you know, thought and cared enough to provide something like this. Mm -hmm. They brought it on. There's a vetting process that goes behind that. So that really kind of changes, you know, my, my, my perception and my thought of what this experience is going to look like. So once you put a plan in place, how often are you, you, are you typically meeting with people? So our standard baseline service involves normally three initial meetings and then two annual reviews every mm -hmm. year after that. And that's the beautiful thing about this is that a lot of people go through and they get all fired up, they make these goals, and then, uh, you know, if, if that's mm -hmm. it, if after that first round of meetings, right. you know, what do you have to look forward to? This is like personal training, but for money. And so we love right. scheduling these annual reviews and including that in the service because we can pull up their initial plan and say, hey, what worked, what didn't work, and then we can start to revise and make progress. And I think that's really where you start to see a long-term effect on an employee's financial wellness is when they've got ongoing accountability where they can get back together and say, you know what, I didn't pay off all my credit cards, but I did get a part of my emergency reserve built up mm. and I increased my 401k savings. Mm -hmm. So we give them a high five and we set some new goals and then mm -hmm. they can go back and get back to work, you know? That's so cool. Yeah, it's cool. Do the family sometimes participate? Do they bring in families for the reviews? Oh, it's encouraged. So when we get, kind of go through our, our typical, you know, paint a picture of what the, what the benefit looks like, um, we go through an FAQ session, section and it talks about, okay, should I bring my spouse or significant other? And, and we say, of course, you know, when you're trying to make financial progress, it's kind of a big bummer if you only meet with, you know, initially one part of that, that family unit. Mm -hmm. And they come back and say, okay, we're going to do this and we're going to do that and get all fired up. And the other's like, you know, the other, the other part of the family is like, wait, what? are you talking about like they're not on the same page so no it's definitely encouraged and in fact we would say if you know your spouse or significant other can come in in your stead like like that's okay as well too it truly is to serve the household as an employee benefit very cool doing any training for kids yet doing any work kid workshops to get the kids on on board and we're working on it planning grounds preschool is up and coming <laughs> uh okay. You know, we have done a I lot of... I just don't want to hear that they're having to break up any tile first. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they pay for it. Um, no, we, we have done meetings with um, employees' children, though, to kind of, you know, these are more one-off scenarios, but mm -hmm. sometimes people need to take a look at kind of some of the life decisions that they're making, maybe the education or career choices that they're looking at, and just kind of see how that actually works from a financial planning standpoint. Mm -hmm. And those are fun meetings, but, uh, you know, those are more just, hey, we want to help this person out and maybe give them some extra feedback. That's when cool. I say it, it's kind of that sweet confirmation, too, when you know a parent, you know, you know, we're serving them through the employer channel and they, they go through the experience and then they say, do you mind if my son or daughter goes through this as well, too, because they're just getting started. And I think yeah. fundamentally this would be a phenomenal experience for them to have. And for us, like that, that's, I mean, what, what greater compliment than, than having that type of, um, you know, in a sense, it's not in a, a referral from our perspective, but it's really just spreading the word and, and us being able to affect more people than you would if you didn't. So for, for us, it's, it's awesome. We love it. It is. It is so cool. Is your mom proud of you? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's proud of me. Um, I mean, of course she would be, but does she, <laughs> she know that she was the inspiration behind all the help you're giving people and the model and yeah she does she knew um deep down i, I kind of had an interest and a passion for helping people mm -hmm. and i don't think she totally um knew that i would do that through finance so when i told her i was going to study finance she was kind of a little surprised like oh i thought you would have gone into something a little bit more like touchy feely yeah yeah exactly um and then you know her being mom she was always worried about me branching out and starting my own business i ended up leaving that company back in 2009 
and starting my own deal with uh, Scott and our other business partner, Jim. And so, you know, she was worried about that. But I think now that she's seen it actually pan out and that we've actually started to get some traction, she's uh, really proud. Good. Yeah. And a little less worried. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Does she live here? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Because you grew up here, yes? Or? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Tempe, Mesa, Scottsdale okay. area. Okay, well, that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Does she feel good about, like, I mean, how does she look at her? Does her financial plan, I mean, was she able to get to a place where she... Yeah, it's definitely a happy ending for her. Good. I mean, you know, uh, that's uh, that's tough for single parents to try to kind of bootstrap their way back up to uh, stability, and she did an outstanding job. Aww, shout out to mom. Shout out to mom. <laughs> Gotta love her. <laughs> great mm-hmm. she, i know i feel like there should be she should get some stage time or something i wish i had thought about it i would have had mom on the show <laughs> oh she, i don't know if she likes online stuff <laughs> <laughs> she's like, that's okay <laughs> she's got one of those facebook profiles where there's no picture <laughs> and everyone a facebook profile with no pictures? yeah exactly wow. so every once in a while she'll accidentally like a post of like you know me and my kids or something and i'll be like i got you i know, I, know. I see you there mom i like how my mom my mom will go back she, she'll log on like once every couple months and then i'll get like 60 likes <laughs> i'm like that was four months ago like, yeah. you can't go back that far that's but cool she's my mom she can do whatever she wants i guess mm-hmm. <laughs> so how long so you how long have you been on has planning grounds has it been so we started planning grounds in 2011. So coming up, come on, on. coming on nine years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, we've been at it for a while. Uh, the idea was incubated in a more traditional financial planning shop, uh, very similar to what you were talking about at the bank. Uh, we deep down had this inclination that we had to do what was best for the clients, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, some businesses they want to see production and mm-hmm. revenue still, and so it, we just ended up realizing if we want to grow and serve employees the way that we want to serve employees, we have to do it in our own organic format. We can't be told by, you know, some executive somewhere else that this is how you have to run your business. Right, Yeah. Was it hard when you made that break? I mean, was the company pretty understanding, or or was it kind of like didn't matter? You Mm. guys were just going to... You know, it's it's never easy leaving um, the mothership to go out and start your own deal, and there was tension, but I think at the end of the day, um, our planning philosophies were just very clearly different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it, it made sense for us to, to be able to be independent. Yeah. And now how, so I know, you, so you and Jim worked together at the bank or at the investment mm-hmm. in the brokerage, at the brokerage, yes? Yep. Okay. Yep. And then how did you and you, Jim, and Scott, what's, Scott what's the origin one. story of the relationship? Oh, so it's, it's interesting. So Jim and I, we, we attend and participate in the same church. Okay. And so we had worked with, you know, with the, with the, in the youth group at the church. And so that's where we initially met. And, uh, prior to starting planning grounds, I had had a background in marketing in the, in, in the sports world, as well as, as working in uh, one of the big insurance firms. Um, and so I had a kind of a unique perspective on, I guess, the general side of financial planning, the, the, the stereotypical normal, um, model that 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 exists that's out there and uh jim approached me and and said you know hey like we have this this amazing concept like would you be willing to like be a part of this and go and and to me it was just so it was just a 180 degree different from what was the standard practice what was the normal uh, normal model what how how you build a financial planning practice and firm and how you serve people and i was just like the fact that it's so different and unique 
that's to me i've always been i've had the entrepreneur mindset and i just gotten mm -hmm. out of a venture capital um raise prior to starting planning grounds and to me it was just that that next that next um challenge and 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 something that i really gravitated towards and so to me the, the heart was in the right place the heart was behind it mm -hmm. and i think the market needs it. The industry needs it. Yeah. And I think it's rare to find something like that. I think oftentimes when you look at, you know, businesses and, and the opportunities that can be had, oftentimes it's, you know, oh, this is, you know, a unique service. This is a unique widget that, you know, needs to be, um, the world needs to, to, to see and experience. And, mm -hmm. and this was that to the nth degree. This was what people needed. This is what I think the financial services industry is, is truly starving for, mm -hmm. whether they know it or not. Mm -hmm. I think some firms kind of realize that, mm -hmm. you know, changes need to be had mm -hmm. and maybe just haven't completely figured out the whole process or how it's positioned. Because ultimately, Jen, I don't, I don't feel like what we do is reinventing the wheel because well, our service exists. It just exists for a small, minute group. Mm -hmm. And for us, it was really just, let's be creative. Let's be smart about how you position that, right. how you refine those processes so you actually deliver upon what you're saying. And then, gosh, you can have such a profound impact. And to me, that's what it was. That's what it was all about. And it just spoke to me. And then I think between Jim and Sloan and I, we, I think we really, we just have a complementary skill set. Yeah. We really, really work well together. And it's kind of funny. I, I would say we, we, we learned that pretty quick. Mm -hmm. um, but it's only, I think, kind of uh, deepened over the years. And, and um it's uh, honestly, it's thrilling to be a part of. I, I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, you always say like, oh, if you love what you work or love what you do, then it's not like, you know, it's not like going into work because it's, you know, it's your passion. And, 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 and for me, so much of that actually is true. Mm -hmm. um, I know it sounds cliche, but um, it truly is when you know that you're actually having a profound impact on inv individuals' lives and households. It's um, whenever you go home at night, it makes you feel good. Yeah. No, I love that. I love the heart, the heart and the finance because mm -hmm. it is. It's a pretty, it can be a pretty heartless interestingly enough i mean i guess i kind of get it uh mm -hmm. and you know and, and they're doing the same things they've always done i think that's the other thing is it was it's a right it's an industry right for dis, um, disruption yeah and it yeah, sounds absolutely. like you guys have um how do you make it because i imagine part of it is the scalability how do you how do you continue to provide really good service um i mean i know i'm sure your pricing model or whatever it has you, you account for that yeah. but how do you continue to provide really good service as you grow and you take so on more clients we try to be really intentional about how we scale what we do because like you're saying like, you know if we if we grow too quick or we grow and we're, we're unable to deliver what we say like it 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 tarnishes the entire service and, mm -hmm. and ultimately um we'd flop because of that so we've tried to be really intentional and what it is 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 to have a network of planners that can serve any relationship that we start up with and the, so what we've really done and refined over the years is the methodology and the systems that we have in place so that our team of planners can actually render what we're saying. Mm. And it's taken a lot of time, and, and Sloan's really spearheaded that and done a phenomenal job of building out what, uh, what the whole kind of like uh, experience looks like, even from just a, from a planning side. And, and how that's actually come to fruition. And we've been able to expand and model that out. So, you know, if we bring on an employer that has 10,000 employees, mm -hmm. that it's not a problem that we're, we're able to meet the need, meet the service requirement to, wow. to deliver what we say. And it's it's been a great experience. And uh, I think it's one of those things too, for, for us, we're I mean, being, being a smaller company, you can, we can be really nimble. And yeah. if there's, you know, an issue that needs to be addressed, 
we can do that right on the spot. And it's not, uh, you know, this big cumbersome um, entity that has to run through all these different hoops and right. things to like, you know, make make adjustments. So from that standpoint, I think it's really set us apart. But uh, I guess the whole system and model, I think, you know, Sloan, you can kind of unpack that a little bit more, but it's been great. Yeah, I think when you're thinking about personal finance, uh, a lot of people have a, a hard time quantifying what they actually walk away with and what they get. Mm -hmm. uh, and so very early on, it became very important to us that we would have clear documents that people walked away with, like mm -hmm. a defined budget roadmap, an action plan that says, hey, if we were in your shoes, here's steps one through 10 that we would be working on in mm -hmm. an easy to read format. Mm -hmm. And we've really just started to coin a process. And the beauty about the process is that we can find really nice, good, talented financial professionals out there and give them the system to work with paired with a lot of the technology that we've uh, implemented uh, to make sure that we can go out and serve a really large employer and have a very defined, repeatable process. Nice. Uh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm a student of systems and processes and all these yeah. things. I love going to a doctor's office and watching how uh, somebody can go out and meet with 10 people, and if they're really good at their job, have great bedside manner and a personalized approach, and then jump into the next person and do that. And that's mm -hmm. one person normally with a lot of great technology and a lot of great service infrastructure behind that mm -hmm. uh, to get that type of work done. And so if we're committed to this idea that, hey, we want to meet with as many people as possible right. and we want somebody that's buried in credit card debt to still walk in and feel like they got served and taken care of, right? Um, all it does is just say we got to have good systems and technology and ways to track and measure and improve all that stuff on an ongoing basis. So if I meet with one somebody from Planning Grounds, one advisor, I'm going to get probably the same kind of setup and conversation as I would with another. I mean, is so it very similar? Like, are, is it, the neat thing is, point? is if you start the the you know if you're, you choose to participate in the benefit through the employer, right? Um, once you're paired with a, with one of the advisors and planners, you that's who you meet with. It's it's an ongoing thing, so it's not like um, each meeting is going to be someone new or different. Yeah. Once you're paired with with your planner. That's it's consistent. So yeah. through your three meeting process and the two meetings right. every year thereafter, it's with the same individual. So it's neat that uh, you're always there's consistency from that standpoint. And I think it, it just builds that whole relationship between the planner and the employee. Yeah. From well, and I do it, like the idea of the process piece, right? Mm -hmm. that, that idea that it is still a similar feel so yep. that if for some reason my advisor leaves or is available, mm -hmm. it sounds like I'm likely going to get the same mm -hmm. service and, yep. you know, um, yep. discussion we, and that I would have gotten with my first advisor. Yeah, and we've got agendas mapped out for what's supposed to happen in the first, second, third, and annual reviews. Yeah. Now, sometimes that's going to change because there's some type of life event, but still, it's this format and the yeah. structure where people can go in and go, okay, here's where I go through the education component. Here's where we build out the budget. There's no question on the financial professional side what they're supposed to do in meetings one, two, three, or the reviews. Very um, cool. And what's cool about that is if one coworker says, oh, I met with so-and-so, it could right. be a totally different financial planner, and they're going to have a very similar end experience. experience. Yep. Very nice. Yeah. Um, what technology are you using? So is there a platform that people are able to log in and do some self-service? And Yeah, we've got a really nice personal finance dashboard uh, where people can organize all of their accounts into one safe, secure location. Wow. Um, and view not only what's happening today with their finances, but also do forecasting models for what could happen during retirement and what goes on to kids yeah. and everything else. It's world-class financial planning software. Uh, I like pairing that software, though, with the action plan that's just straightforward and to the point. 
Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of times people get pushed into a really complicated, here's Monte Carlo simulations and all this other stuff that's happening with your money. Mm-hmm. When somebody just really needs to be told, hey, pay off your visa, then your MasterCard, then this, <laughs> yeah. and then increase your 401k savings, right. you know? So we, like, I'm going to ignore all of that and put it all on red. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so we really try to give people the analysis when they need it, but also just real life accountability, step-by-step stuff. Steps. Yeah. Not- I'd say also, too, I think that's one of the things as planning grounds grows, um, that's one of the steps that I think that we're going to be entering into. And again, it's, it's, it's that next stage. And, and so what we've had to do to this point is, is we use a handful of different technology you know, components that we use on the back end that we've pieced mm-hmm. together because ultimately, at least to, to our knowledge yet, we haven't found anyone that does what we do and how we do it. So by virtue of that, we've had to piece things together from a system standpoint mm-hmm. where ultimately we want to build our own. And that's kind of that next phase where it's like, okay, now that we've got it refined down to how it's all functioning, it's sustainable. Now we're building, growing off of it. Um, now let's build our own piece yeah. so that we have that as our own. And um, it's, it, it'll be a fun, fun next, next step, next grounds, stage for us. takes over the financial world. You start franchising <laughs> out licensing who knows who knows i I think what's wild is there's you'll have more time to tear down walls and that's all i want to do (laughs) tear down financial planning walls um cheesy yeah super cheesy it's a metaphor but that actually happened yeah um no the, the the interesting thing is like there's a lot of financial professionals out there who have this desire and this hunger to help lots of people and so I mean, I, I, I internally just have this conviction if we can come up with a good system and a good model that works, there's lots and lots of people that yeah. want to go do that job. Yeah. But unfortunately, a lot of those people end up not getting to pursue those types of career passions just because there's not that many channels for it. Right. So if we can give them good technology and we can give them the employees that need the help, uh, there's, there's an infinite amount of really bright, caring people in our industry that want to go out and help. They're just kind of scratching sure their how. head how to do it. Yeah. Well, that is very, that's inspiring. Uh, what, any, what were some of the things that, when you first started that were either surprising or kind of, uh, for lack of a better word, you know, failures that you needed to, that you thought would certainly work out? And <laughs> someone's like, I've got this one. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. I, I bet Scott can speak to this better because, um, you know, he, he handles these types of questions a lot. But uh, our service is new. Financial wellness and wellness in general is a relatively new category on the HR shopping list. Mm -hmm. And so I think working with employers to let them know we're not just the 401k guy. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to come in and replace or do anything else. We're here as a financial wellness component because we're going to decrease absenteeism, hopefully improve employees overall life and make them more loyal to the company Mm -hmm. and do all these other wonderful things. Mm -hmm. Just getting somebody to pick up the phone and realize that we're not trying to do a workshop to go sell everybody life insurance like every other cold call they're getting. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, that just takes time. And luckily, we've started to pick up a resume where we can say, hey, we're doing it for this company mm-hmm. and we're doing it for this competitor. You might want to take a look at this. Uh, that, that's been really helpful. But in the beginning, that shelf space on the HR menu of services that they offer their employees is really, really closed off mm-hmm. and you're fighting for just a small, small little opening, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I do know. Yep. Yeah. Is that what you find too? Uh, what would yeah. you say? I, no, I, I would totally concur. Did you think, think it was going to be easier? Did you think getting in there like like HR people or the companies would be like, of course we want this for our for our yeah. employees. Why wouldn't we? It would be an like kind of an easy well, conversation and it's been a little bit more of a... 
it kind of cracks me up. Like, I'll kind of tell one of our first first stories. Like, we had first started the company. We didn't even have business cards. I mean, we 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 had nothing. We had literally just, we like, oh, this is a great idea. Let's let's see what we can do with it. <laughs> and so it, it was ultimately a cold call to a large employer. They have five thousand employees here in the valley, and you know, we sit down with their their uh, chief HR officer and. We just told our story. And I think what really connected and resonated was, I think, just the heart and passion behind what we're doing. And, you know, we didn't have, it was, it was kind of one of those, well, do you guys have this? Can you guys shoot this over? And we would just be like, yeah, sure, we'll do that. And then we build it and then send it over and <laughs> go from there. It was, so it was funny. So I, I think part of They're it. They're like, this logo doesn't look like your logo. Yeah, and, and it would be funny. They, cut and paste, cut and paste. We'd get, you'd get the question like, well, where would I have heard of you? Or, or how come I haven't? And, you know, our response is, well, it's, it's because we're new. Like yeah. what we did didn't exist. And they're like, oh. And so, you know, kind of trying to defeat those hurdles in, in the beginning. And it's slowly starting to change because, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's, it's starting to become uh, uh, more of a talking point in, in, in the benefits world and HR and all that, and, and all that which is typically where, where we kind of live. But it, it, it was just funny. I think it was just hard, in a sense, building a new road that didn't exist. Yeah. And to Sloan's point, it's just like, you know, you've got your shelf space of everything that's available from a benefits perspective. And we're trying to show that there needs to be a new space. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, trying to pave that new road is, is, is tough, yeah. especially when people, you know, aren't super familiar or if they are familiar, they think it's something else. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, that's neat. Yeah. I, financial planning and employee benefit. Yeah. We have that through so-and-so or we have right. that here. Right. And then, you know, when we're able to actually go in and ask questions and unpack, well, okay, well, if that, if you, if you believe this is what we do, how is your current provider providing that? And then we're, when they unpack what they have versus what we provide, I think very quickly it's understood, okay, it's that we, we, don't, we, we don't have that. It's very, very different and unique. Yeah. yeah, and it's a good time to be doing that. I mean, I think it will be uh, wellness is certainly, as I'm sure you guys know, uh, much more mainstream and benefits. And part of it is because you do. You need to find cost-effective ways to, you know, provide those benefits to, to mm-hmm. employees and that. But, and decrease other things, right? You decrease premiums, keep rising. So keeping employees healthy and, and happy and emotionally centered and mindful is a huge part of what productivity looks like now. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. Maybe we'll come back for a follow-up podcast, but we're working on some really neat, innovative tools to actually quantify the impact from an employer, an nice. advisor, and an employee side of, of the programs that we're offering. Uh, quantifying any wellness program, you know, is like grabbing sand. Yeah. Uh, and I think that we're coming up with some really neat, oh, not to sound another cheesy construction reference, but some really nice concrete ways to quantify the value of what we're doing from that sand. I might have to count up the cheesy construction. <laughs> that might be what I do. At the, after when I re-listen to this, it's going to be number 13. Yeah. <laughs> ding, like, ding, now I feel like we, another. I wish we had ding. made that like a focus of the whole thing is how many cheesy construction references can we actually hammer into the podcast? Yeah, we're knocking down walls uh, on a solid foundation of financial wellness. <laughs> wow, you came prepared, but mm-hmm. you used them all in one blow there. Mm-hmm. Um, so what about um, f- as far as pastimes? I know you're, you're in a band, yes? Or did so, you used to? I used to. I got kicked out. <laughs> Why? Breaking too many guitars? Yeah, my own brother kicked me out of the band. I, I guess that's a normal thing, though, in the music industry. I don't know. No, I, very Van Halen. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I I used to I I, I play guitar. I grew up in um, exposed to kind of a unique side of the of the mu- music industry, and 
played a ton before I ever got involved with Jim and Sloan. I played in a band for years. We had done little tours here and there, and and um, I had a blast playing music. And funny enough, Sloan played music too. And what cracks us up about this whole little trio with Jim Sloan and I is Jim's the one who's just like he has like. He's just, I guess, not very creative because he never had his music outlet or anything like that. He's going to totally get pissed when he listens to this. But he would always, he, we'd always joke and, you know, you'd make small talk in a meeting. He'd always be like, well, Sloan plays in a band. Did you know that? And then obviously when we formed our partnership, it was always just like, well, you know, Scott plays in a band. He plays with so-and-so. He plays with so-and-so. So it was always just this, ongo- this ongoing joke of <laughs> Sloan plays in a band. And so I'll downplay and be like, oh well, my, you know, Sloan's- You were in a band too? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. But, yeah. Okay, I don't Jen, talk about it. Sloan was the success. He had more success playing music than I ever had. I just got to play with really cool people. Yeah. Like I got to have really amazing music experiences but Sloan actually was successful when he participated in his music. Do endeavors. tell. I, I, I will get back to who you played with, but <laughs> yeah, I, I you know I I just played and wrote and recorded songs and had some luck getting things on TV shows, and no movies and stuff. Anything like we'd recognize? Um, I had a song on Sons of Anarchy, and then a. So this Dis- is relatively recently. Hmm, yeah, huh? uh, and then uh, a Disney movie called Earth to Echo um, had a song. You know, it was kind of like one of their B-roll movies. Okay. And, I, was trying uh, to, I mean, we've seen a lot of them. I have an 11-year-old, so oh, perfect. we've run through it. I'm like, so now I'll have to look it up. Yeah, um, I think we just had a nice niche of writing songs that were fun and creative and a lot more affordable than what a mainstream star would charge. <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, they're like sold. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're, so, like, you're like, all I want is for it to be played. We'll do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's an interesting, um, I'm always pretty amazed about people who can write music. I think that's a really cool thing to be able to do. Yeah, you know. Do you write the lyrics and mm-hmm. the? Yeah, the yeah. Music I, I played in a band, and now, now uh, I'm older and out of the band, and so I'm working on country as every musician does in their 30s. That's. <laughs> You're working on country music. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love it. Yeah. What's the what's what's up right now? What are you what are you working out? What little ditty you got working? In oh, your head I right got now? all kinds of stuff. So I'll, I'll be back for it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Next time you come back, you can bring you can talk about the the platform on ROI, and you can sing us your first country. Song. He'll probably Perfect. have the album complete by the time we come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you doing this on your own or with the band? Yeah, I'm doing so. A new program um, I've written, recorded. I've got about eight songs that are done. Wow. Um, And, you know, I I work with friends and kind of piece things together and find the people that can do things I can't musically. Um, But, yeah, all the songs are mine. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, do you fun. are you on iTunes or how do we find you? I will be. Yeah, all, right. um, all the old stuff is on iTunes. What was the band name? Uh, it's like a bad tattoo. It's, it was called Gospel Claws. <laughs> the worst. It's like a bad tattoo. <laughs> Can't get rid of it. You have it, and it's just there forever. <laughs> that, uh, that's a learning. That's a little bit of a learning. That's a lesson right there. Oh, it's like, like marketing. Like 101. it's gonna stay with you forever. Forever. Especially something like that. Like that's not an easy one to rebrand. <laughs> no, nope, no, nope, no. Can't do it. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that's funny. So Scott, who was your favorite person to play with? What was your favorite musical experience, oh, as you call it? The president. <laughs> Which well, president? Obama. We we opened for. Well, okay, so you played with. No, him? so well, so okay. The the story goes: we grew up. We're, we're we're really close family friends with with the Cooper family, being Alice Cooper. Okay. And so I, I played rock and roll, and um, his son was the lead singer in the band that I played with for years and he, we all grew up together. And so it was my brother and I, my brother was the drummer. I played guitar. 
and Dash was the singer. And so we, we played in a band for years. And by virtue of, the, of, of Dash's dad, we just got to play a lot of awesome shows. We played with like Johnny Depp, uh, Kiss. We played, we opened for a, the keynote spe- speech for Obama at ASU Stadium. Yeah. Um, we've got to do, a, like just play and experience a bunch of, like we play with like all these old rockers, like all of them. And it was just a blast. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. I mean, we didn't make a dime or do anything. Like no, no, nothing yeah. ever came of it, but we had so much fun doing it. And um, do you play original stuff for covers or? Yeah, no. We so the the band we we played it wrote all of our our own original stuff. But by virtue of the connection, we'd oftentimes play as Alice's band and uh, get open for all these guys that would come in, all these old rockers. Yeah. And so it was a combination of both. We do some wow. cover stuff. And then we'd have our we had our own little uh-huh. anthology of songs that we'd play as well too. But it was so much fun. I was some you know we always talk about it. So I'd, like Sloan's the actual like brains and the arts and the art behind music that he makes. And else I was just you know the dorky guitar player that would just have fun on stage and like oh I can play whatever, but you know I, I can't create. Well, it. it's true. It's no gospel clause. <laughs> exactly. That's true. Right? But- <laughs> No, but I would say that's a hashtag. Some of the most fun. That. We're gonna I make would, that trend. Yeah. I would say the the most fun though is 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 I'm for sorry, this. Was, was it gospel claws? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Claws. Clams, clowns. We got it all. Oh. Uh, and I wrote songs with other people too. I don't want to discredit my friends. No, oh, true. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, I'm sure of course. <laughs> but I would say what my favorite moment. Oh, gosh, if I had to pick one. We there was a, a Christmas benefit concert that we played at where we got a play. We were one of the the acts in the evening, mm-hmm. but the kind of the finale was you do um, you know a, a Christmas tune like a like a Chuck Berry song you know Run Run Rudolph and we'd all be on stage and we were playing and so you know just on stage playing with Johnny Depp with Don Felder from the Eagles Alice Cooper I mean. Sebastian Bach, like Twisted Sister. I mean, you're you're basically up there with all these old rockers, and you're just like, wow, this is like really happening right now. This is this is kind of fun. That's you know, so you're cool. blessed to have some fun experiences, cool. but it was cool. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say, first time I met Thank Scott, you. it was in a normal business setting, and he was like, oh, do you want to come to this concert thing? And I was like, what the heck is happening right I now? I know. I kind of feel like yeah, he's a good person. When he if he ever says you want to go to a holiday party, the answer is yes. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You know what? Get a babysitter. Come back in from wherever you are and go to that party. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, it has been just lovely having you guys here. Thanks so much. Um, so tell us, how do we find you? The website is? It's uh, planninggrounds.com. It's actually going through a big refresh right now. Nice. And we're super excited. Um, it's really going to spell out a lot of the things that we're talking about right now. Great. Yeah. Well, I'm super excited. I have always, like I said, I'm really happy to have you here. I love your model. So I, I only see really good things happening. Thank awesome. you so, so much. Thanks for doing what you do. Well, Thank Jen, you Thanks for having us. For having us. Yeah, like, sure. We hope that this would be to be continued because yeah. you know, we feel like there's some fun stuff on the horizon for we'd sh- love to share. And, That'd be great. And we're, we're, we're honored to be a part of of. of of your show and, and well, love what you do. Oh, well, well thank you. Thank you. Cool. Well, that was a nice mutual round of thanks and <laughs> we'll leave. I wish I had a little piece of music from uh gospel claws. No. Any, any last, <laughs> any last construction references? You got one right on the tip of your tongue. No, I right. used all of them. Oh, <laughs> come on. I'll, I'll, I'll come up with something for next time. <laughs> all right. Well, we won't land like a brick. Oh. We'll just say goodbye. <laughs> all right. Thanks. Have a great week. Oh.